Welcome to Poetry Meditations. Today I'm reading Square Root of I by Martin Cahill, published in Nightmare Magazine, issue 115. The alarm goes off during math class. Its loud, clear bell chimes once, twice. By the third chime, the light from the windows is disappearing. Most of us put down our pencils and stand, grabbing our backpacks before the fourth chime. Most of us know you don't really get past six chimes before it arrives. There's a new kid over at the windows who hasn't moved fast enough, who's making noise, gesturing to the dark, asking too many questions. His eyes are transfixed on the world beyond the window. We know he's looking for where the dark came from so early in the day. Too bad. He seemed nice. He wasn't from around here. But he was noisy. His head drops forward, dead weight on a body that finds the mind suddenly gone. Mr. Andrews is at the door ferrying us into the hallway when he notices the new kid has gone limp. Oh dear, he says, wincing as the new kid's body makes a sound, a long hollow moan, finding itself empty. Mr. Andrews closes the classroom door and locks it with efficiency. New kid's body turns at the sound, eyes pale and milky, jaw wet with saliva. Poor new kid. We move out into the hall. Students from the other classrooms join us, clutching backpacks, checking phones, texting parents. Alarm went off in time. We're okay. We're in the halls. Okay, love you. Too. No one says a word. That was the first rule drilled into our heads when this started happening. When we practice on clear sky days, no sound. Checking your phones is fine. Writing notes to each other. Reading a book. That's all okay. It likes noise. Noise means there's life nearby. Mr. Andrews checks in with each of us, puts a hand on our shoulders, there and gone. He converses in the low murmurs with the other teachers, points back to his door, the faint whisper of, I feel so bad, before the other teachers nod in sympathy. At some point in the last four years, they lost one, too. Maybe more. New kid is still moaning. We hear him drift through the classroom, senseless, bumping to walls, desks, knocking things over, limbs dead, listless. That's what they all do. When the mind goes, the body doesn't know what to do. Whoever takes him is no use for it, but it's not very considerate. No gentle note to the heart to stop beating, no kind word to the brain to stop firing. The driver of the car gets plucked away from the wheel. The car keeps going. We text each other about the new kid. Maybe they can get him back. They got Susan back last year. Susan looks at the sun without blinking. Ain't worth it to come back. Better than being gone. Has to be better than where the dark takes you, right? At that, the silence we're sitting thickens. Becomes murky. We watch through the vertical glass pane of the door as new kid approaches the blackboard. Little wisps of pale gray smoke leaking from the corner of his blank eyes. It has to be better. One of us texts it, and we all hope it's true. The dark doesn't usually last more than 20 minutes. We may even have time to go back to math class. Today was all about imaginary numbers. Complexity expressed simply, mysteriously. Maybe that's where the dark is, we wonder. Maybe whatever it is, it's too big for the mind to handle. So the mind goes somewhere else for a while. 
maybe the mind will come back when it knows better and can handle it. New Kid's body slams into the door. It cracks against the glass, hard, louder than a gunshot. We hold our breath. The hall goes still. Every window darkens the deep indigo of the dark outside the windows becoming as all-consuming as a winter night. New Kid walks into the door again, head hits the glass again. The moan throttles out of him like something is shaking between its jaws. There's smoke behind his teeth. From here we can all see him crying. The tears are normal, human. We hold our breath. Please, please, we think. New kid, please shut the fuck up, please. A new sound joins his moaning. The glass panes of the windows rattle, vibrating up and down the hall in unison. He's being too loud, too loud! We're panicking. The dark's never done this. Mr. Andrews looks horrified, stares at his door at New Kid. He's at a loss. But not Miss Stabler. She's always been a decision maker. She glides forward, heels not making a sound. She grabs the knob, twists it too fast. She swings the door open, face placid. The sharp edge of the door hits New Kid in the face. There's a broken sound, a spurt of blood. He crumbles to the ground and goes silent. Miss Stabler closes the door with a whisper and displays air and nothing more. We wait. A feeble moan escapes New Kid, but soft enough that whatever's outside can't hear. The rattling of the window stops. The night backs away. Soon, even the dark disappears. Sunlight returns, but we wait. It's been known to come back. A soft chime chirps through the air. All clear. We all wait a little longer than the other classes. Some agents are called from the local 001. They shepherd New Kid down to a black unmarked van. He stopped crying. His eyes are fixed on the sun. The sky, somewhere out there that we can't see, but he can. Mr. Andrews leads us through the mandatory catharsis. Some of us talk about feelings. Most of us don't. Not worth it. It might just happen again next week. Well, back to it, gang, he says. Writing on the chalkboard, he hands trembling. I. You could sign for anything, he says. We nod. We write. We do our best. We watch New Kid's blood drip down the door's edge. A little bit of darkness, hard to miss in the afternoon sun. <laughs>